Good afternoon. Welcome back to another episode of your favorite podcast, or at least my favorite podcast. Well, that might not be true because uh, I love Mike Rose podcast, but the second favorite podcast anyways. And uh, the guest today is a man who uh, has been here before, and he actually asked me to come on here a lot. So today is his day. Jeff Granger, how's it going? Hey, hey, it is another beautiful, bright, sunshiny day here in the neighborhood, as I like to say every every morning on the announcements. It's great. I'm glad to glad to be back uh, with easily one of my one of my favorite favorite principal coworkers that I get a chance to talk to every day. You just say that because you like to be on the podcast. Yeah, well, you know, hey, there's a difference between <laughs> imitating and emulating. You look it up, copyright laws. <laughs> But see, my job, I tell I tell Shauna or you know, people at school, my job is to show you what not to do. <laughs> I, I've learned more over the years uh, from non-examples than from examples. It, that's that's the way it goes. You just learn and go, hmm, I think I'll try that again. Or yeah, you, just, yeah. you, you see other people doing it, especially coming up the ranks as a, a teacher, a strategist, uh, an AP. You look and you be like, okay, when I get always with the – Eyes, eyes forward, kind of. If if and when I get my chance, here's something for the toolbox or something to to not have or not do. Well, I mean, but then I think some people. I was at a meeting. I was at a meeting the other day for HMH. You know, learning all the good parts of that. Mm-hmm. And uh, I sat at a table with a bunch of colleagues who I've known forever, and they were talking about like following the rules or something. I'm like, I'm like, you guys know that I'm sitting at this table, right? Like. We're living in the gray area today. <laughs> and they know yeah. me well enough to know, like, I mean it. Like, gray area is the gray area. Uh, you know, required is not equal recommended. Yeah. And like, I've, I've sat in those HMH meetings, and we got more coming up uh, with them. And in the end, what I tell my staff is it's a tool to help you teach the standard. It has its great parts. It has its stuff that need that you know, leaves more to be desired. But in the end, we are to teach and assess to the rigor of the standard. But number one, love the kids. Well, yeah, because in, it's relationships over everything. You can't, Absolutely. You, it's, you know, you have to have relationships before the kids are going to, do you want to learn from anybody that you don't like? No. 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 So Never. why would, why would a bunch of kids? Yeah, they're kids. Yeah, and you got to you got to make learning fun. You got to make it engaging, and and they can tell when we're just following a checklist. They can tell if you're going to be creative. You have the fun days. One of the things that I love about your school is like, uh, like you know, you do room transformations. You just do themes. Uh, like I was talking to uh, you, I was talking to my two APs, uh, and then our lead team also about uh, kind of rock your school day because we just do it. You just dress up as a rock star. You. You go full on. It's connected <laughs> yes. with everything you're learning. It's a full on theme transformation day, and I, I, I don't think I can get the the Willy Wonka. I can't come out. I'm not gonna. <laughs> I'm not gonna stand in an elevated uh, position dressed as Kiss or anything like that. But I think having those days where we just connect some fun themes to what we're learning, it gets the kids excited. They don't even realize that they're doing standards. They just want to be there and it keeps driving them to, to come more and more often. And it also makes the teachers happy. They get out of the mundane. You can get, it can get boring just reading from a manual. 
well, yeah, but I think, you know, with Rock Your School Day, uh, we've just, it's just blown up. I and mean, when we were the national model for Rock Your School Day, that really required us to ramp it up. But now it's like expected. Yeah. Uh, you can do it. You know, like we just, we just played our strengths with Willy Wonka or when I was Elvis or Kiss on the Roof. You just got to find your theme and run with it. See, I wasn't going to bring up the roof. I was going. That's why I said elevated position. Yeah. I knew where you were. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The roof. Uh, yeah, OSHA, OSHA did not like that. Uh, <laughs> but you know, we got through it. So once again, a non-example. A non-example. <laughs> but you know, like then. But then I saw a principal who was on the news because he was on the roof, and I was like, "Hey, I know. Uh, you know, you're not supposed to do that." But you could do it. You just got to find your theme. The thing I found was the mm. first year we did Rocky School at uh, Smith at my last school, you know, a lot of people didn't really buy into it until the kids showed up. And then they show, you know, then the kids are like, whoa, this is amazing. And then they buy into it. Mm-hmm. I had to, for room transformations the first year, we had to basically force people to do room transformations. Um, and what I said was, okay, pick the most difficult standard in ELA and the most difficult standard in math and do two transformations a year. And what they found was by doing them, the kids learned and then it wasn't the most difficult standard to teach. So now like at Thompson, I mean, I'll walk through any given week and someone's done a transformation without telling me. And it's just great. It's amazing. But yeah. you'll get to that point. You just got to, you just got like with Rocky school, you guys dress up, but you got to take it to another level. And then people will be like, whoa, check this out. Well, my version of dressing up, I just do like, I, you know, on, you know, grunt, the, the, the grunge flannel. I mean, you can only, you can only <laughs> dress as Nirvana so long, but, well, you know, or any band that, from Seattle, Pearl Jam. I mean, you can yeah. only do that. I um, learned though, like, uh, so I, I was, I was, uh, you know, you have to listen to your people in the trenches and mm-hmm. they, I use, I used to be under the belief that rock your school meant it must be like rock and roll because you want to show your school rocks and the people at Thompson pushed back and they're like, it just has to be an amazing experience for kids. It doesn't necessarily have to be rock and roll related. And that's why we went Willy Wonka this year, even though that has music to it, but some, some hallways have like Disney theme and some had, um, you know, like safari theme. Yeah. In the end, your school rocks. It's awesome, and that's all you want to show with it. So, oh, I could, you know, I could, get, I think I could get them on board with that. But also, it's just the moment you you have a core. If you got a core group of teachers that just buy into it, most others over time they'll follow suit. They'll get in there. Yeah, well, I mean, and you're kind of going to something we're going to talk about today, which is transfer season. Um, so you're like me. I've been recruiting people since basically November. Actually, that's not mm-hmm. true. Basically, since last year when I couldn't fit them in, and you're know, like, we don't wait. We're not going to wait. Like if there's someone that's interested, that's great. We're grabbing them. We're going to interview them before the jobs come out. I don't know how many people do that, but you know, like it goes back to where at Thompson, at least, and I know at, at um, Barber, you have expectations. You need to know what you're getting into. Yeah. And so I, I tell people like, check out social media for Thompson, talk to people, find out because it's not normal. We say, you know, Tyrone Thompson isn't a school, it's an experience. And people don't, you got to know what you're getting self into. Otherwise, you're going to be, uh, you're going to be miserable for a year until you can get out of there because it's yeah. a lot, you know, and you have, you have things that you expect also, like your RTI process or walk to read or whatever, you know, whatever mm-hmm. you want to make clear to them. 
So I guess like when you look for tra- people transferring in, what are you looking for personally? Uh, I'm looking for innovation uh, outside the box, thinking, risk takers. I, I want people that are willing to take a risk and not just, I hate to say it, I've said it, I think a lot of times on the today and then the last time I was on there, not just somebody that just wants to follow a checklist and just kind of go one thing after the other. I My two favorite questions I love to ask, I ask them and you know, they say there, there's no right answer, but there is a right answer in my opinion to this question. I say, what are the two, what in your opinion are the two most important aspects of a successful classroom? So Robert Hinchcliffe, what do you believe are the two most important aspects of a successful classroom? Put me on the spot there, sir. I am. <laughs> I think the two, well, I think just the biggest one's relationships. Um, you have got to have relationships with kids. You have to get to know them. Now, relationships just encompasses so many things because it starts there, I think. So my next thing would be engagement. Well, without relationships, it's hard to engage kids. So, okay, well, I'll say data. Well, without relationships, your data might suffer. So overarching for me is relationships, relationships over everything. So I said three three right there. Yeah, I said three right there that I would I would break out. Um, but if you get I, someone that says, you know, someone that says, well, I need um, I need a progressive discipline plan and I need, uh, you know, I don't know, whatever. We'll do, well, um, I get classroom management and high expectations. Like I'll give you high expectations. And at my school, because like, I'm at a tier one, title one school. Yeah. And you and I both said poverty is not a learning disability. It is not. What? Because your school is not Title One, my expectations of what I want out of the kids should be the exact same as Tyrone Thompson. It should be the same. Like we, like we need to expect the best. And but you want to get the best out of your people. What do you have to have? Relationship with them. Like that is yeah. number one. If they don't say relationships, I I'm hesitant to pull the trigger. I agree. Or you know, like or they just. Um, so I'll give people grace a little bit, depending on what school they used to work at or they're working mm-hmm. at now. Yes. Yeah. Because if you're micromanaged to death and you can do so, I don't know if they listen to this, but we've hired a few people. I mean, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and all they're looking for is a little bit of grace with the ability to have fun. You yeah. know, like you have schools out there and I'm sorry, but you know, I'm, I'm just going to say it is what it is. If you want every classroom to be on the same page in HMH every day and follow the script every day, I'm going to steal your best teachers. I'm just telling you that right now. Or Jeff is because they want some grace. They want to be able to add some flair to it. And you, if you are this person or these people, if you're micromanaging it to that degree, there's other people in CCSD that aren't and you're going to lose your people. Yeah. Um, and you know, yeah, absolutely. It doesn't take You're, a relationship really to have a kid follow a script every day. No, it doesn't. Um, but it does, t- it does take a relationship for them to, uh, want to give you their best for them to really want to show what they know and to take pride to, for them, it takes a relationship for the kid to come in smiling every day to want to rush up and give you that fist bump, the high five, you know, give the little side hug, whatever it might be. Um, you, you have to, have to, have to take an interest in their lives. And, but that's, I do find from some of the, um, 
we we make our money off of other people's misery. I think that's something you've said. Yeah. Uh, and you can I've just made a career out in. of because I made a career I, of hiring people who are not happy. Yeah, because I'll ask every we all ask it. Hey, we pick a standard and walk us through a grade level. If we were to come in and observe your lesson from start to finish, what would we see? And you can tell right away if they're a checklist. I'm following a program person, or if there's somebody that can just you know adapt on the fly. You know, as a, the buzzwords like to say, you know, use those formative checks throughout your lesson to drive your instruction to see what the kids need. Oh, that you can't do that when you're following a program with fidelity. Do you have so again? I, I think I, I I would bet you're more formal than I am. I'm just not formal with a lot of things unless I have to be. But like for interviews for me, do you do you have your grade level sit in there with them? Because I do. I mean, yeah, I'll, yeah. My philosophy is I can supervise anybody. You're the one that's got to work with them all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I do as much as I can. Usually, not always, not always. Mm -hmm. You know, there's times when I'm just going to make a decision. But um, so anyways, I don't know if you want to talk about, you know, like if, if someone's applying a barber, what they can expect. Okay. So, well, the moment you put your name in there, I click on and I see, I hopefully you added a resume. I just think that's good professional courtesy is you add it, you attach a resume onto there. If you don't, okay. I've kind of gotten past that a little bit, um, a little, little old school in that matter. I'm going to see your work history. Uh, it is a giant red flag. If you put no, do not contact my current supervisor. <laughs> I don't understand why people do this, Robert. I don't. And you're like, I'm still going to call them. Like, you can't tell me I'm not allowed. Like, what? So, yeah, no, like that just tells me either. But at the same point, it doesn't disqualify them. It lets me know there's probably a relationship issue there with that supervisor. So and then I see what school they're at. And that might kind of give me an indicator as to, okay, why? Uh, as to why they don't want that person to know. Because unfortunately, there's... There's some of our, some people out there that uh, take it personally when people want to leave. And I don't agree with it. I think we support our teachers if they need to move. Um, but See, I, I, I'm a little, little different on that. It depends on why you want to leave. If you, correct. if you, so like at Thompson, it's close to, uh, it's closest to right. So I'll use right as an example. Mm -hmm. If a teacher leaves me to go to right, that is on me. Because that's that that mile is not significant enough to make a difference in your world, probably. Now, if you're leaving because you live 30 miles away, yeah, that that's understandable. So I don't take that one personally. But if you if you leave to teach the same grade level at a school a mile away, that one's on me, in my opinion. Yeah, I, yeah, I would agree with that. Um, what I also do is we I call the principal or AP or other people that I may know at the school for a reference. Uh, we also background social media. Like uh, we look at your that. Facebook, your X, what they call, what's that? What is it? That what Twitter now is called? Is Twitter, X, X whatever. No, I'm, I'm, I don't do social media whatsoever. I have, I have practically zero social media footprint. I don't do that. Like I have, even you will, even you will have search or, or find someone to search. Oh yeah. 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 Someone. I have, like Leanna does that. Um, and Scott, they're both good at uh, that searching social media, Snapchat. I'm looking for anything that are red flags that are going to be some conflicts. Like if you, if we look you up on social media and you have all your photos and you have everything privacy set as to private friends only, that's a good thing for my book. That's, that's good. I agree. Like you shouldn't, your world, your life should not be public. 
This is a uh, hey. This is no joke. Yeah. One time I had a teacher apply, and of course you, you know you're looking them up on social media because I don't I don't, I got enough drama. I don't need no more. Yeah. There's legitimately pictures of her in a swimsuit standing on the I-15. Like yeah, no. I don't need that. <laughs> just don't need just, it. Or or you know you'll get them like in college like doing shots off of people. Yeah. And eh, you might want to think about that a little bit. Yeah. I, I had one that was uh, posted conspiracy theories, like really just weird conspiracy theories. And I'm like, no, yeah. I, don't, I don't need but, that. But in a way, I'm kind of glad that they don't have it private because if they had it private, you'd never know those things. And then you might get like, oh, yeah. hey, yeah, especially but... in today's world. Hey, have you found that in today's world, um, uh, in today's world, there's no applicants or limited applicants. So do you feel like your standards have dropped? Um, I feel they are dropping. Uh, yeah, because we just, we need availability. Like usually if I'd get a reference from a principal, it'd be like, oh, they're good. They're not great, but they're good. They're worth an interview. I'm like, well, I guess this is what I got. You know? Um, but I can't stand mediocrity. And unfortunately with having so many vacancies, so few applicants, especially from outside uh, or coming in brand new teachers from CSN, UNLV, wherever it may be, we kind of have to be okay with good enough and hopefully we can train you up. So, that's, so I, yeah, I agree. I, I think uh, I have gotten to where um, I'm, and I think this is just maturation. I feel like with the people that we have there, I need, I'm looking for a good human Mm-hmm. And I can work on the other parts. So mm-hmm. I think, you know, it's a catch one too. I can hire teachers who are great teachers, but bad humans all day long. Yeah. But nobody wants to work with those people. So those yeah. of you listening, be a good human. I think that's, that's very important, but that's, that's I don't, true of any uh, job. well, yeah, of course I don't, uh, again, for me, when people come in, I just try to have like a normal discussion with people. I don't like the whole mm-hmm. formal like piece of paper. I used to do that stuff, but now I just need to know if you'll laugh at my jokes and if you can like just have a conversation with me. And yeah, I'll my teachers. In. My teachers would give me a hard time on some of the humor that I tried to do. Like we we interviewed somebody. We interviewed a teacher. We ended up hiring her uh, for a, a third grade position that we're going to have open. That's going to be posting here soon. So it's already hired, already done. Um, and she, you know, brought, but I just asked the question, she brought, I said, Hey, if, if the staff's having a potluck for the Super Bowl, which we were coming up for the Super Bowl, what are you bringing? And she answered it, but I got that because she said she loves to cook. She does all this other stuff, but okay, what are you bringing? Um, and also we try to gauge their sense of humor. Like there, we like, like I have, I have a, I, I don't know, kind of a weird sense of humor, I guess what it is, but I'm very <laughs> sarcastic like i have a picture in my office that says leadership leadership is all about lifting people up never putting them down as darth vader lifting the guy up choking him to death. <laughs> so <laughs> i think that's hilarious <laughs> absolutely hilarious someone's offended by that somewhere oh absolutely i'm sure someone oh yeah he wants to choke his employees yeah i'll, I'll <laughs> hang in a spot when i'll be uh, when we have our camera on for the trainings and someone will be able to see that in the back darth vader <laughs> choking yeah so choking like, i got again. i got a sign in my office says that says uh the deadline for complaints was yesterday yeah right <laughs> um so kind of kind of lost where we're at but um 
you go. Yeah. And I, I do have questions written down because I have to write stuff down so I can recall it later. Okay. Um, I can't like remember stuff. I gotta, I gotta write stuff down. So you'll see, we'll have all that stuff. I also want the teachers to take notes and kind of see, especially we got multiple candidates, but, um, I go, I have a script, but I go off of it many times and I try as my, I try as I might to write down the questions so I can, if I'm interviewing multiple, I can give them the same questions. I'm I'm not good at that. Uh, but I also end with just like I ended the interview, uh, today for a first grade position we have. I said, I had, you know, just today I had six people put their name in for the position. Why you like, why you You sell like sell me you and that's a good one man and you can tell if somebody gives the cookie cutter answer or somebody's passionate about it so that's yeah. why i love that it's also it's something that teachers for the most part they're not used to talking about themselves they're not used to that was the biggest um change i had to make when i was interviewing for ap's and also principals like you have to really promote yourself this is me this is why me because for principal, like back in the you know, APs back in the day, you'd have a hundred and so applicants for one job. Not so much anymore. Yeah. No, <laughs> not, not no, so not much even anymore. close. But man, I, back I, in the you day, know, they, they probably, they probably been picked through the scrap heap pretty good too. Right. Yeah. Back in the day, man, there were, I remember going for the Dean at Woodbury, there were over a hundred people that applied and I got That's it. Crazy, and the only reason man. I got it is because I had a successful interview, but didn't get it at the school previous. I was the number two. Okay. Yeah. So like I have a, like we hired a fifth grade teacher last week. I mean, it hasn't flown yet, but Hey, yeah. again, don't wait people. Don't, don't wait. wait. Um, grab them when they're good, man. But anyway, like I have to have her, I had to have her sit down with the fifth grade team because teams are different depending on grade level sometimes and the way you've built them. And the fifth grade team at Thompson, they are great. They work their butts off, but they are loud and they have fun and they are crazy. If that's not your vibe, that's not your, that's not your group. So, mm-hmm. you know, you have to, I think like they need to sit down with the people they're going to work with to see, holy cow, like these people are, <laughs> these people are unique mm-hmm. or, you know, like, can I handle this group? And I think that's important. Like you never know what you're walking into. So you, you get people that apply for Thompson or whatever. And they think, Oh, I want to go teach fifth grade at Thompson. Well, you need to sit down with the fifth grade group because they work hard, but they play hard. Mm-hmm. And if that's not your vibe, man, this is not the place for you. So again, I, I do this thing on a, on presentations where, you know, are you interested? This could be a good question. Somehow I have to frame it, but there's a difference between being committed and being interested. Thompson's interesting on social media. Ooh, that's cool. Look at what they do. Mm-hmm. You know, you're interested, but are you committed? Because there's a big difference between those two. Yeah. So a question might be like, okay, are you committed to all of this? I used to send uh, I could do this too. I used to send a video of Ron Clark talking about runners, walkers, joggers, and riders. Mm-hmm. And uh, I would then I would ask him in an interview, and I'd say, tell me how you're a runner. Man, if they haven't watched the video, that's an indicator. they're toast. Yeah, they're toast. So. I might have to take that one. <laughs> might have to take that one. 
dude, you should. I mean, it's it's so uh, it's it's so easy because he's just talking about people runners like they'll do anything for your, you know, for your school, and then you almost have to like take things off their plate, and then they put more on, and mm-hmm. then you got the joggers who are doing like really really good, but then you got the walkers and the riders, and the riders are the ones who are just the dead weight. Yep. And so then you ask them, okay, well, how are you a rider? Ooh, <laughs> oh, yeah. that's good. Yeah, that, well, that tests their reflection. Like, look, it, we're not all perfect. I'm sure yeah. you and I, we, we have our stuff in terms of what we like our schools or district initiatives where we run and then their stuff. I'm sure we just ride. <laughs> like, well, I have uh, I have adapted Ron's message and I say, we're all sprinters. You yeah. and I sprint in data. I, um, you know, and, and other things I personally sprint in like innovation. Like I want, I don't want cookie cutter, um, no status quo. Um, but I ride on paperwork, man. I, I am anti paperwork, anti videos. And yeah. so I'll just ride the bus on that stuff. So we're sprinters. Yeah, I'm, I'm I sprint in my area. Yeah. I'm, I'm with you on the, on the paperwork. You know, if, if I have to, I, I kick the can down the road as long as I can. And then I just have to take a day and just, I, I think I told you this, I block out my calendar. I think uh, Gerzon saw it one time on my calendar. It just said BS paperwork on it. <laughs> it's like, what are you doing here, Jeff? I said, all the stuff that you required me to do. <laughs> hey, shout out to Gerzon. We know he no, loves no, We love you, buddy. <laughs> love you, man. But yeah, hey, if you can do anything about that paperwork, that'd be Yeah, that'd be that'd great. Be, that'd be great. That'd be Hook great. Us do you, uh, do you... So I asked for map. Do you ask for map scores from applicants? Uh, no, but I, I found that they do it. Like I'll ask the, when I do a reference, I'll ask the principals about how they're okay. See, I just ask, uh, I'll email people and I'll say, I need a copy of your last eval and I need your quadrant report for the winter map. And they'll send it real quickly. I'll know if I'm interested or if I'm committed to, <laughs> yeah. yeah. And they got to know too, like if I'm looking at map, a lot of people don't like it. I think the district's done a good job of actually mm-hmm. making it relevant. I'll give them credit for that. But a lot of people don't like it, especially kindergarten. You get kindergarten teachers who, who want to say, oh, they can't use the computer. Well, neither can all the other kindergartners in the yeah. district taking it either. So, Yeah. And that, and you're only worried about it at the fall, at the benchmark one, which is a benchmark. You give it to them. You say, do your best. Where you score, you score. Okay. It's where you go from there. How do we move? How do we move the needle? Uh, but it's the best uh, assessment we have to judge your long growth, consistent growth for teachers, for kids, for schools. It's the best we got. Um, and it's, it's a great way to, to have critical conversations with teachers that are, uh, you know, because one of the things we say, like at Barber, you know, we don't expect not every classroom is going to look the same. But, you know, what should be the same is all of our graded assessments should be the same. You know, we need to be in the same ballpark with in terms of our standards and stuff like that. You got to be you got to be within a few days. We understand absences or whatever. Um, but we're an, a B in one classroom should be a B in the, in the same classroom. We have to have consistency of assessments and expectations. So when you get the quadrant report and you see one teacher's getting all this kinds of growth and others that, you it can give some good 
feedback and reflective questions and within your teams. I'm not a fan of posting. I think that kills morale to post the teacher's data in a public place for other teachers to see. Those are yeah, conversations you have with your grade level teams, with the people involved in the classroom, and that helps you develop relationships. Um, I used, yeah, I used to have it to where, you know, again, I think leadership, you have to, you have to change with the times and grow and reflect. I used to have it to where the grade levels could see each other's data. And then, cause we have a, we have an Excel sheet where everybody has to put mm-hmm. this stuff in. And then this year I basically pared it down to where it's just yours. And if you want to show your colleagues, that's great. Um, but it is, it's deflating when, so on the map, I have this thing where I can see if you are, uh, if the, if the country is catching you or if you are country, catching the country or beating the country by more. So I can figure that out. Mm-hmm. And it's deflating when your colleagues are blowing it away and you are basically losing or falling behind the country in terms of growth. So if you want to share that, I've changed it to where if you want to share that, that's on you. But I think that's a huge, I think that's one of the the best things about MAP is I can tell, is the country and your colleagues doing better than you or are you doing better than the country and your colleagues? Yeah. Because as I always say, second sucks and it's the first loser. So do you want to be second or do you want to, you know, do you want to shoot for the top? I don't, you know, if you ain't first, you're last. Well, I challenged my fourth grade reading of just my fourth grade team. I challenged them because last year they were, um, I think ELA, they got, they were top five in both, uh, fall to spring last year. I said, yeah, you got, we want to grow. Well, fourth grade reading fall to spring was number one in the district and for growth and achievement. So I can't really go to them and say, Hey, get better. You can't really beat first place. <laughs> so no. it's just, let's keep going. That's yeah. why I'm just, you- I'm hands that hands out. You guys, you guys are rocking it. Let's go. Same with my, same with my math. Like I've, I'm so proud of my school. Uh, and it's not just fourth grade, be. it's K five, man. Are we we knocked out of park number we sixth overall in combined ELA and math for elementary schools and CCSD? Um, they're the best. And I got a dedicated yeah. group of group of people that just embrace the idea of growth. The number one thing relationships and growth. Yeah. Get it's it. Not- it's not rocket so, science guys <laughs> no man it's not but so now like i was just thinking when you said that like your school is doing great and, and you know and you you know you know it and you you should uh you should shout it out you know you're not i mean you're title one school um, you got some challenges like all of us mm-hmm. here's my question <laughs> should a school that has excellent growth be micromanaged. <sighs> okay. Um, well, I mean, the short answer is no, but you should monitor against complacency. So I've told my staff this complacency is one of my biggest fears. Like we're growing, we're moving in the right direction, but we can't just sit and stop and go, Hey, we got it all figured out. Let's just keep doing what we're doing and will be fine. Um, I think what makes a school have consistent growth is a shared sense of urgency. Like every year the kids are new, especially a school like mine or high transiency or anything like that. Every, every school year is new. So those kids that 
high did well on the on the map or passed the SBAC, we don't know what percentage of them we're actually going to get back. So we can't just say, well, we got the same kids and we're moving forward. You have to have that that drive, that sense of urgency that wherever they're at, we're going to go forward. If what worked last year doesn't necessarily work, we have to change. We have to adapt. So micromanage, no, but not left alone. Um, even though I'm one to say, I'm I'm one of many principals that say, leave me alone. I want to be. No, I, I, I know that's not reasonable, but I think manage against like you have to monitor against complacency and that that i think falls on the building principle to make sure complacency doesn't fit in um but the higher-ups have to recognize like i would love for our schools that are showing outstanding growth and instead of like um gosh how can i say this the right way that's the struggle sometimes um Instead of coming in and saying we need to do the A, B, and C because that's what everybody else is doing because we all have to get to you know growth and achievement, okay, um, come in and say, hey, you got this. What worked for you? Why do you feel this was successful? What were uh, things you did with materials, things you did with instruction or student engagement that led to this? Uh, take that route and then how can we help some maybe the maybe some schools that might need some new ideas versus but do this i don't know this is what it gets back to is not everybody can lead a school like you do or i do or hudzik or jen black because we're all leaders in our own way so if i was to say well jeff what do you do you're going to go to your RTI and to your, you know, your structure of what you do. I'm going to say, well, I do, I run it this way. So maybe by implementing programs, that's something that, that is a, um, you know, that is a control, so to speak. It's, yeah. uh, it's something that levels the playing field. Not everybody has charisma or riz as they say these days, or, um, <laughs> You know, or anything like that. But you know what? Everybody does have the ability to manage a program that we see fit. So that could play into it as well. Yeah. And there's, we've talked about this. There's nothing against programs. Absolutely nothing against, against materials. They are, they are resources. They are resources. And that it drives me nuts when they say we have to follow the curriculum. Like, here's the curriculum for you. No, the curriculum has been there. The curriculum is the standard, and I will die on this hill. I will die on this mountain. The curriculum is the standard. The program is the material to teach, help you on your I way to that. One of my struggles is I feel like we should uh, we should have started with engagement strategies first. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because I can give Ben Stein ninety eight resources. I cannot give him engagement strategies or a personality. Yes. So I think that's a lot of the struggle. Uh, to be fair, I think CCSD's backing off a little bit with it being fidel with fidelity. They're mm-hmm. now calling it, you know, use it with integrity, or at least that's what it was in my. That's, yeah, they're using it with integrity, training. but much like the much like uh, from the Princess Bride, I'm not sure the the word inconceivable. I'm not sure you really know what that means. 
Well, but it goes back to, again, I don't, so the district would say, and rightfully so, which you just pointed out, we have so much transiency that we need um, consistency amongst uh, fourth grade at Thompson or fourth grade at Barber. Yep. Okay. Well, if a student knows how to simplify fractions, then there's consistency there. Yes. Agreed. Does it matter how the kid learned to simplify fractions? No. no. So why do we, why do we care? I, 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 that's my, that's my thing. I don't, uh, I, I think that's just a philosophical. It, it's a philosophical, philosophical question, but it's also, it's like, these are big district problems. Like we're huge. Yeah, um, it's not like, it's not like the town. I grew up in a small town. There were two elementary schools. You know, so it's like two elementary schools, one, we had a junior high and a high school. That was it. Like my, my, high, my elementary school is larger than my high school. <laughs> so. Yeah. I mean, I graduated with 16 other schools. It is. It is. So, mm-hmm. all right. Well, going forward. All right. So what do you, what do you have open? Just in case any teachers are listening. What do all you right, have? So. <laughs> Uh, open Any teachers out there that are good right in relationships? Come, yeah, come to Barton. Look, trust me, you'll, you'll love it. <laughs> it'll it'll be it'll be a great time. You'll work hard. You'll work hard. I, I can't, but it's our number one thing is kids um, and relationships with the kids and our and our families. Uh, and you got, I, I can tell you, you got support with myself, Leanna, and Scott. Like um, for what do you need? How and how can we help? Uh, that's our number one thing. We don't leave people high and dry. If we got a, a tough parent or a tough kid, we don't do that. Uh, but we got first grade opening. We're going to have a second grade opening coming up, a third grade opening coming up. And we currently have a fifth grade opening as well. It's possible for uh, an intermediate SLD. I got that. Possibly intermediate autism, depending on their, there's some, you know, I got you know, I got a teacher that might be moving across the country. Those things, ha- life happens. Life comes at you, and you got to do, got to do what you got to do. Um, but those are positions. Um, email me, uh, send me your resume, whatever it might be. I like that's the first thing I do when I get on. And and if HCM is down and I can't see what who's logged in at six o'clock in the morning, I start losing my mind, much like I did this morning. <laughs> yeah, I think I got my text at like six thirty. Yeah, I can't get on ACM. I'm like, well, try a different computer. <laughs> no, no, I, I called the help desk. I tried uh, Microsoft Edge. I tried Firefox. It wasn't going. Then all of a sudden, it just worked. I'm like, okay, I, 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 there we go. I was just destined to wait till seven fifteen, which I've been at work for an hour. Like, come on. <laughs> Sometimes patience is virtue. Oh, patience! Patience is is tough. It's tough. <laughs> I don't want to wait. I I agree. All right. Well, as always, appreciate you being on here. Took up took up an hour of your time. It's dinner time. You know, one of these days, you're gonna get me. You're gonna be able. We're gonna have enough time to ask the que- question that I got mad that you asked it to Leanna, and I was like, man, I wanted you to ask me that question about what's one thing you would change in education. But we'd be here for another hour. At least. Okay. So, yeah. (laughs) We'd be here for another hour. 
You know what? Let's let's put this on the books. At the end of the year, May. All right. We'll just do a we'll do a we'll basically do a, a reflection and we'll talk about what we're changing at our schools. Okay. And what we would change in education. And uh, we'll make that happen. That'll be that'll be a good one to end uh, end the year on because I think I think we could definitely talk a lot about that. We could. We could. Cool, man. Well, hey, as you know, sir, yeah, I think you even I think you even have a copy of the book. Hey, what by by the way, you have you finished building dynamic teamwork yet? I'm I'm on I'm on principle eleven. You know, okay, I, you're I, read it, I read a ton and it was good there. And then, you know, work, I'm on principle 11, but I already know our next conversation, principles one and two are going to be a main kind of little change, especially committees. You and I have a similar thing on committees. I'm trying to think of a way to get rid of them, but do them the right way. Oh yeah. We have similar perspective. <laughs> on committees. Awesome. Well, Hey, that could be one of the things we can change is, is the committees. Because I, I think I say in the book, or at least I say it's all about perspective. I said some of the least committed people are on committees. Yeah. <laughs> well, hey, I have to sign up for a committee and another committee, and then I got to have an A committee and a B committee, and I got to be on SGF, but I really don't care about that. But you know what? I got to jump through that hoop. But yep. yeah, I That's just right. I hate committees. I just hate them. You know, like people are not committed to committees. It just. <laughs> Like the like, I'm on the garden committee, but you know, I don't know anything about planting or growing anything. Or your school doesn't have a garden. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> aye, aye, aye. All right. Well, appreciate the feedback as always, and I, I'm sure that uh, that our conversation in May will be be robust with all kinds of things that don't make sense. But absolutely, as you know, no matter where you stand on the issues, in the end, it's all about perspective. Thank you. Appreciate your time, man. Absolutely.